Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies broadcast, it is season 2 episode 34. My name is Luke Hatfield, I'm joined as ever by our West Brom man in the know, Mr Matt Wilson, how are you? I'm alright Luke, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, weekend off for you, did you spend it well I hope? I did, yeah, I spent it with the family, although I did um, read our only review on our podcast um, app, have you done this? I was funny. I was going to talk to you about iTunes reviews. I had this prep, but go on, go on. You can, you can fill. Oh, you've read it as well. So you, you know, you were going to talk to me about it, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to, I was going to discuss it with you. I thought it'd be something good to discuss on air. Go on then. Go ahead. So um, the iTunes review, which I read, um, four stars. It was given. Four stars. Four stars. Five. That's not bad. Yeah, it's good. And I thought, oh, this has got to be promising. I wonder why they gave us four. And then I quickly found out. Um, said, uh, it said something along the lines of. Football chat was good, but the five minutes at the start was pretty stupid. Yeah, inane twaddle about their personal lives at the five minutes of the start is, I think, what how they said. So for that for that one person who doesn't like to hear about our personal lives, um, we are deeply, deeply sorry. Yeah, but get ready for another four minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was going to talk to you about iTunes reviews. I was going to say, um, shout out to all our iTunes listeners, because we've, overall we've got 42 reviews, you know, 42 reviews. Um there's one, it doesn't one... sound like that many. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like that many, but it is when you compare it to some of the other podcasts we do here. Um, I think we've got quite a committed Albion fan base, which is, is helped by the fact we do run a competition pretty much every week asking for iTunes reviews. But 42 reviews, one of them is one star. Who gave us one star, Matt? I don't know. Must be a Wolves fan. Must be. Tim Spears? Probably. Tim Spears, probably. Um, I did notice that the... The number of people who listened to the Darren Moore podcast after after Darren Moore was sacked was mm-hmm. went through the roof. Um, I wonder why. Uh, so yeah, uh, they're very grateful for everybody that listened to that podcast. Um, and if you've if you've carried on listening, then then great. We will try and get down to it soon. Uh, I feel sorry for that bloke who doesn't like the inane twaddle at the start of the uh, podcast. Yeah, we're nearly there. Don't worry, we're nearly there. It won't be five minutes this time. I was just going to say, I saw a video today. Have you seen the media suite at the new Spurs ground? Oh, don't I don't want to talk about the new Spurs ground. It does my head in how everybody seems to think all the fawning videos and the for, and the articles about how great this stadium is. To me, it's it was delayed, it's over budget, <laughs> and it's just another soulless bowl that um if I'm being honest, I prefer the old um stadiums. The all these identical arenas, you know, the, the Etihad and the Emirates Stadium have no character. Um, and you think there's going to be character in the, in the new um, Tottenham Stadium with those prices? I don't. You know, they, their season ticket, the cheapest season ticket, is seven hundred and fifty quid or something. Their price, mm-hmm. yeah, their price and fans out of it. I don't think it's going to be that good. I mean, it looks it looks the bee's knees, doesn't it? But yeah. if I'm being brutally honest, I prefer I prefer the old the old style stadiums, and I prefer those ones that are like um, almost like they're sort of. Secretly hidden in in between the houses. That's what. That's those are the ones I prefer, like Griffin Park. I mean, I, I know. I saw your tweet about. I Brentford's know. Grounders. I know that they're not safe. I know that they're <laughs> not up to scratch. I know, obviously, the the user experience and the fan experience that the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is going to be so much better than Griffin Park. And I might be sort of a hopeless romantic, but I just prefer those those old stadiums. These ones are too. Identical arenas are not for me, to be honest. Yeah, safety is nothing to Matt Wilson. <laughs> everyone um, but I must admit the media facilities look superb I'll tell you what if Albion are in the Premier League next season it'll be I'm sure they'll be brilliant the I'm sure we will be really plush and I'm sure uh, you know it's 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 really comfortable and it's really easy to use but for some reason I just think it's a shame that we're losing all these old grounds with almost years and years of history and Good- mm. Goodison Park is the next one isn't it I mean yeah. that's going to go I love Goodison Park um, but they're, they're going to bulldoze that and, and build another Bowl arena to try and you know I don't know to do whatever, but uh, look, I get the arguments about safety and and user experience and ease of access, and, and I suppose that makes complete sense if you if you want to make it easy for the fans to to go to, but um, I I do think it's a bit of a shame when these when these old stadiums are completely. Uh, completely bulldozed yeah I must admit I'm not a massive fan of every new ground pretty much being built next to a retail park mm. that's, that's always one thing which has annoyed me a little bit I know it's easy to get there off the motorway but for me a proper ground is within walking of a train station yeah or or you know next to some houses for me but there we go it's it's the way it's going I suppose if it's easy for the fans it's probably a good thing but there's a part of me that, that sort of longs for 
those uh, those those old crumbling stadiums. All right, we've hit five minutes now, so let's talk football. Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't counting that down or anything, Matt. Um, managerial update. That's what we're going to start on. Um, what is the situation for people who might not know about it now, who haven't kept uh, their finger on the pulse? Because I'm sure you have. It's pretty much in flux. So after Darren Moore was sacked, obviously James Shan took the next two games. He got wins against Swansea and Brentford and two clean sheets. And I, and I would agree with the argument that there was, uh, although the Swansea game could have gone a different way, there was an improvement in performance against Brentford and a more mm. pragmatic style um, seemed to suit the players. Um, that was a good win away at Brentford. You know, they'd, they'd won seven home games in, in, uh, in a row and they were a good side. Um, and with that in mind, and because another a number, well, some of their preferred candidates became unavailable, in particular Alex Neal, who you know all of a sudden is in the playoff race with Preston. Yeah. Um, and there were concerns over whether Slavisa Jukanovic was the right man for such a short-term burst. Um, the board decided to give James Shan the Birmingham City game um, and take it from there. Now, if the performance is good. And it's, it's key, it's about the performance rather than the result. Mm-hmm. If the performance is good and they see an upturn again and, you know, they see um, the players really taken to James Shan's methods, then he will get the rest of the season. Um, yeah. And after that, after that game, I imagine they will look to try and help him with a, uh, an additional uh, member of his coaching team. Um, but it's crucial to, to, to stress that that won't be someone to come in as a partner or to oversee it. That will be someone working underneath James Shan. He, mm. They don't want to undermine his authority. Um, perhaps having been, you know, considering recent history with with um, number twos undermining the authority of of the of the head coach or or the, or the person in charge. Um, so that will be that decision will be taken with Shan at the forefront of it. Um, now. Obviously, there is a situation that if Albion get battered by Blues, yeah, um, both in terms of the scoreline and in terms of the performance, then I think they're going to have to rethink that approach and um, might have to push the button on uh, and getting a head coach in, ideally a short-term specialist until the end of the season. Um, it's it's not ideal to be working on 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 the hoof like this and to be working almost as a sort of um, game by game way. I don't think anyone would argue that it, it, it is, but I suppose the, the for all of the talk and all the chat, the the most important thing is the games, you know. Mm. And if Albion are, I've got a better chance at, at getting promoted now than they did when Darren Moore was in charge. Fair enough. And I actually think they probably do, based on the way that that James Shan has set them up in the first two games. I think the players look more comfortable. I think all the arguments about Darren Moore being an inexperienced head coach and can he cut, handle the cut and thrust of the playoffs also apply to James Shan. Mm-hmm. Although Shan does have some dugout experience, but not at senior level. Um, so I think they've probably got a better opportunity now than they did two weeks ago. Yeah. But my concerns are, do they... Do they have the best opportunity? Is is James Shan, and for all of the good he's done, I mean, you think about what he did for the Swansea game. He brought in Chris Brunt, and he inspired the team to victory. One goal, one assist. For the Brentford game, he brought in Carl Edwards, scored the match-winning goal. That was an inspired choice. And his me- his methods and his instructions are clear and concise, and it's, they're being well taken on by the by the players. Um, but for all of his 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 traits and his positives, and you know, he is highly thought of um, at Albion, um, and he's a good coach. Um, is he is he really the best op- option for Albion at this mm. stage? Is there, is there nobody else that could come in with a, with some experience and and guide Albion over the line? Um, particularly when you're talking about the cut and thrust of the playoffs, because although Shan himself believes Albion have got a chance at the top two, seven points off it now um, with eight games remaining, and of course they've done it before um, in 2002 when they overhauled Wolves, um, they're going to have to win every game and. Even then, I can't see both Sheffield United and Leeds blowing up. So I don't think that's a realistic um, future. Mm. I think it's going to be the playoffs. And my concern is, you know, as as good as Shannon's been, is he really what you need or or want in in, in that in such a high pressure environment? I was going to say it's an almighty risk. I mean, when when. The more sacking happened, I fully expected someone to be lined up and in within the next couple of days. And I know that's what 
Albion said they were planning on doing, they, they were looking at appointing someone before the next game, and of course it hasn't happened. It's just an almighty risk for me because it looks like playoffs, and he can do. He, he's done okay so far. I mean, the result against Swansea was a bit of a false one for me. It was never a three-nil game. The Brentford performance was good. The result was good, but in the playoffs, it's a completely different beast. It is, um, and Albion are going to be up against some experienced managers. You know, either. Um, Bielsa or Wilder or maybe Dean Smith um, or Pulis or you know Steve Bruce could get in there with Sheffield Wednesday. There's some yeah. experienced managers there, and you know it. It I understand the reservations. I mean, as I said, I I I I'm on board with the idea. Everything I've heard and from everyone I've spoken to. I'm on board with the idea that um, James Sham, under this guise, because of what was happening under Darren Moore and the way that it was heading south, mm. um, you know, their place in the playoffs was was actually under threat. Yeah. When they left Darren Moore, and these two two results under under James Sham has has given them that ten point cushion. I get the argument that that Shan gives them a better chance, but. Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm yet. I'm still. I still need to be convinced that he gives them the best chance. I suppose what the board's thinking is, what is the riskiest thing to do? Okay, well, it's almost like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's, 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 it's I guess the way they're thinking. Mm. If Shan is in charge and he's and he's getting results, what's the bigger risk? Removing him and, and bringing in somebody else who may take time. Yeah. To to bed in his ideas may not. You know, the players may not take to him. You may want to ruffle some feathers. You know, the majority of managers have, have, have got a certain amount of ego. You know, they have to really because of the industry they're in, and they've got to be, you know, almost a big I am in the front and centre, and they they have to back themselves. So, the majority of them want to come in and make make some changes and and and, and do what's necessary for them, almost for themselves, to stamp their authority. Now, Shan is slightly different kettle of fish. He's a very confident and, and composed coach. But he knows the players. He's, um, he's he's been with them all season. He's been with the, he's also coached a lot of them with the under twenty threes when they've dropped down to sort of recover from fit, fitness and things like this. Yeah. Is is there an argument that actually leaving him in place, although there are obvious concerns about his inexperience, is it the best thing for the players? And mm. that's the crucial bit because I think throughout the whole season there has been a an idea and a notion and. Um, a reality that Albion have got a very strong squad that is not being that is not reaching its full potential. Yeah. So the argument is for the last eight games of the season, or ten slash eleven games, is James Shan the best person to get them to fulfil that potential in that short space of time? Mm. There is an argument that perhaps he is. Um, there's also an argument I think that that an experienced coach with capabilities of having that new manager bounce and. And and making Albion hard to beat and, and being pragmatic and you know you look at what Bruce has done at Sheffield Wednesday they've gone on a ten game unbeaten run yeah you know it's it's yeah, I don't know it's it's the problem is is that every every gamble to a certain extent I suppose is is a is a gamble um, a calculated gamble obviously um, but a gamble so um, we wait and see how this how this plays out and how this pans out um, but yeah it's it's a it's a strange situation but. The one thing I would say is that James Shan's conducted himself very well, and this wouldn't be an option were it not for how well he's done. So um, credit to him, and, and and also good luck to him as well, because uh, you know for, for his sake, I hope he makes a success of it. Yeah, certainly credit to him. I mean, is there a worry, Matt, that if, like you say, say they lose two 0 on Friday yeah. and they put in a flat performance, that they are back to what essentially is square one immediately post more sacking. Yeah, there is that. Although, um, I suppose what you could argue is that what Shan did with the two games that he won was was crucial because yeah. it's almost cemented their playoff place. Because mm-hmm. before that, it was in doubt. Um, and then I think also you're closer to the end of the season, so you're right. You you think right? Okay, forget the permanent boss. Forget that. Yeah. Let's get someone in short term. Now, the concern about that is who would do it? Who's going to do it short term um, until the end of the season? Without, you know, are you going to dangle a carrot? Well, without the assurances that you would see out the job full time, because it's quite a, it's difficult for you for you to say to someone, look, 
automatics have gone. Yeah. But we want you to, we want you to get through the playoffs. And if you don't get through the playoffs, then we're going to look somewhere else. Mm. That's different. I mean, who? I, I think there are. I think there are. From what I gather, there are there have been a number of um, people expressing interest in the job. Look, don't get me wrong; it's still a very attractive job because mm. you've got a, a potential Premier League outfit. If not, you've got a Championship outfit for the next season. But I think you know, even those even those um, managers would want to have some sort of assurances that you know, if I don't deliver here, mm. um, what 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 happens then? Um, I still think you'd get takers certainly because it's a great opportunity. Because what if you do deliver? Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden you're in the Premier League with Albion. I mean, I, th- I th- so I still think you you would get takers. I don't I don't think they should. I don't think there will be any problem finding anyone. Um, but it's about what is in terms of what is gives Albion the best chance of of delivering promotion because that's why Darren Moore was sacked. I mean, it's mm. in the in in the in the uh, statement that the reason he was sacked is because they lost confidence and faith in his ability to deliver promotion. Yeah, and I think, I, I mean, I suppose you could outweigh the, the risk of a manager getting dumped if they don't make don't get promotion with a large financial bonus maybe if they do go up. I imagine that would be something that you could do. I don't know what Albion sit and think were, but say, say for example, I mean, I'm just throwing a name out there, someone who would be available, who would probably be tempted someone like a David Moyes for example I'm not saying Moyes is being linked with the job I'm not saying that I'll be honest spoke to him but he's available if you said oh we'll give you X amount of money if you get us up but if we don't then see you later would that be the right route to go down? Um, I understand the I understand the logic in that yeah um, and it's a name that also sprung into my head mm. um, during the last couple of weeks but I think in those scenarios what does is what does Moyes necessarily gain from not doing it? Because all all mm. of us, you know, do you know what I mean? What does his reputation gain from coming in and having what you could deem as a twenty five percent chance? Um, if you're, you know, maybe not, maybe it's yeah. more because you've got you feel like they're a better team or, or whatever. Or you might feel it's less because you've got no time with these with this squad and other managers of who are who will be going into the playoffs have had all season. So I think there is a question about whether you would risk your reputation. I think somebody, um, I don't want to say more desperate, but someone not as high profile probably would. Mm. Would Moyes? Look, I, I don't know about Moyes. I feel like his reputation has certainly been on a downer since the United job. He I mean, did very well West Ham, though, I thought. He did well, but, I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't get a job. No, but I, I, but I, I think it's still an attractive job. Mm. It, it, I mean, it has to be because of the, of the potential. But um, And, you know, hopefully the board are making short-term contingency plans in case it doesn't work out with Shan. But I think, going back to James Shan, he is... He is almost impressed during this time, um, and I suppose that's what's been the key. You mm. know, even from his first press conference, you know, I came out of it and thought, flipping it, that was impressive. You yeah, know, it was it was clear and concise, and it was, um, you know, I, it was just very impressive. Now, it doesn't strike you as a standard caretaker manager who's kind of there deer in headlights. Well, I don't know. I think he does in some ways. I mean, I don't think he's he's gonna get no. He does, he's not deer in headlights. That's that is that is a given. You know, he's very very composed. But I think he I think he is a a capable um, pair of hands. But I don't think he's you know I, I, he's he's not under consideration for the permanent job like yeah. Darren Moore was. Um, and I think that's where the issue is with with a lot of, for a lot of the fans is that. It feels a bit like deja vu. Yeah, you know, you've you had last season. Darren Moore came in, and and I think, you know, in hindsight, and hindsight's a wonderful thing that maybe he shouldn't have been given the job permanently. But I would argue that after after what he did, I think you know, it it you, you almost couldn't not give it to him, and and also that would have been so um, heartless. And mm. you know, there is still room for an element of sentiment in football, surely. You'd hope that anyway. I mean, it doesn't seem to be anymore because it's everything seems to be down to cold, hard business. Yeah. But when someone like Darren Moore, come, who you know, is such an affinity to the club and comes in and does that, I think it would be impossible not to give him a job in some ways. Mm. Um, 
you know, obviously we know that Dean Smith was very close to it and, and, and was interviewed and, and was another option. But I, I'm glad I, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they gave it to him. And you know, in some ways, I'm glad that they 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 sacked him before it got too toxic and mm. became an issue. Became you know when he fell out, he didn't fall out with the fans really. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm almost glad that that happened as well. But it it's. It's a really bizarre situation because you've got the caretaker taking over from the caretaker. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a funny situation. But at the end of the day, what matters is the games. And if mm. they are performing in the games and they look like they've got a better chance of going up, then I suppose why not? Like I said, I'm st- I'm st- I'm yet you know I need to be convinced. I still think that um, bringing in someone with experience, steady hand. I mean, somebody of maybe even Steve Bruce's ilk. I know mm. he's gone to Wednesday now, but someone like that would have would have I personally think would have been would have been um, sensible. But look, I'm I'm impressed with Shan. Let me let's see how he gets on. Yeah, that's it. And convinced was a, a word which I asked Albion fans in a very quick poll before today's podcast. I asked, "Have you been convinced by James, James Shan enough to back him to stay on for the rest of the season?" Sixty-six percent of fans said no. Now, obviously, that doesn't include the Blues game coming up. If they win the Blues game, I'd imagine that number would change because, you know, three wins on the bounce if they do win. And Blues, I mean, they're falling like a stone at the moment. Um, Not entirely on the pitch, of course, they've had the points deduction off of it. But you've got to think the more he keeps winning, the more people are going to be convinced by him. Yeah, of course. I mean, but he 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 has to beat Blues. I mean... You think about the Swansea and the Brentford game that came in the, the immediate aftermath of Darren Moore sacking. Now, if there if there were problems behind the scenes in terms of the tactics and in terms of the coaching staff, as as we're led to believe that there were, mm-hmm. um, perhaps that was the um, the in, for want of a better word, the new manager bounce. But essentially, it's uh, the shackles are off, or <laughs> conversely, the shackles are now back on. Yeah, in a weird way. But you know, we there is. Um, we're not being asked to play this this way anymore. We we can go back to what we think we're good at, um, and um, that has delivered the results. What we will see against Birmingham City is two weeks of James Shan's Albion. Yeah, you know he's had an international break now um, to get his methods into the team. This will give a bigger indicator of where Albion, how strong Albion will be for the remainder of the season. So there's a lot riding on this game. Um, you know, it's 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 a really intriguing game in terms of not just the result because in some ways Albion's um, position in the table is is almost well they're in no man's land. Yeah, seven points off top two, ten points off seventh. You know, they're almost there in their by themselves in their own little bubble. So it's but it's still so interesting to see what happens because it will give an indicator for the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Um, so you would step into. Jenkins' shoes now. Um, Albion put in a decent performance against Blues and right. get a point. <laughs> right, yeah. So you're in that the, the most awkward of situations because they haven't played badly and they've 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 not played amazingly and they've got a point out of it. What do you do? It's a very good question. Um, I think if it was me, I would then look at the options, the other options I've got. Yeah. Um, maybe even speak to some some senior players. Um, maybe um, speak to James Shan. Yep. Um, and then you've got eight days between that game and the next game, which is the Millwall game. So you have got time to act. Um, and I and then you have to make a decision, don't you? What do you think is who do you think is the best option for getting? the club promoted mm. um, and if you still think it's James Shan based on the performance and what you've heard from him and maybe what you've heard from some from the players and um, maybe what you've you've discussed with technical director Luke Dowling um, if you still think he's capable carry on if you think ah, he's not going to do it then change and go for someone else but you know it, it is a very difficult balancing act um in terms of what you do, because it is so close to the end of the season. Yeah, certainly is, and it's one which will be very interesting to keep a track of. Right, Matt, um, let's 
take a look at the playoffs now. Um, we're going to do a very quick segment of just who ends where. So it's time to predict the playoffs. Who ends up in what position? And can Albion expect to um, find success in the playoffs, in your opinion, given the squad they've got? So at the moment, Norwich are, Norwich are first, Sheffield United second, Leeds third, Albion fourth, Middlesbrough and Villa rounding out the top six. Matt, how do you expect them top six to finish up? I think Norwich will win it because I think um, they're, they're running away with it now. They've, they've got six six wins in a row um, and they don't show any signs of letting up and they've got a relatively reasonable run in as well. Mm. Um, I can't pick between Sheffield United and Leeds. Sheffield United continue to defy um, the odds. Seven clean sheets in a row. Um, they've just beaten Albion and Leeds. Yeah. Um, and Leeds... Whenever they get hit, they they bounce back. So I can't pick between those two for the top two. But whoever doesn't get that will finish third. I think Albion will finish fourth. I think Villa will finish fifth. And I have got no idea for sixth, to be honest, because I reckon Borough could drop out. You know, Borough look like they're they're wobbling big time. Um, although although I would you know I would do back Tony Pulis to sort of grind out the results where he needs them. Um, I think Preston will probably fall away. They've got some tricky games coming up. I'm not convinced by Derby. They've been very poor since Mason Mount was injured. I think Bristol City are dropping away now as well. So for me, that sixth place is probably between Middlesbrough uh, and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and even maybe Nottingham Forest could sneak in there. Those are the three that I would I would say. Um, but, you know, this is the championship. Anything could happen. We could be looking at Preston getting in... Any Bristol City turning the form around, you know, you know what they're like. They're quite streaky. So, um, but I do think that's the top five: Norwich, Sheffield United, or Leeds. Then the other one, Baggies, Villa. I think Villa are on the march. So that would, uh, if that would set up quite the semi-final, Matt. It would indeed, yeah. And <laughs> I think that's where we're going. I think I think that's where we're heading. I think we're heading for a two-legged semi-final between Albion and Villa. And how do you reckon they would get on? I've got no idea. I've got no idea because you don't... It's so hard to tell from the league fixtures as well, isn't it? Because, I mean, Villa arguably should have won at the Hawthorns, but then West Brom dominated at Villa Park. I think at the moment... um, I think... I don't know if dominated is the right word, but there was a professional away for performance. Um, Mm. I think at the moment you'd you'd have to... Although Albion have turned a corner slightly under Shan, I think you'd have to give Villa... make Villa favourites because they've been irresistible recently. You know, since Grealish has come back, they've beaten four teams around them quite comprehensively. Yeah. Um, so, but look, it's the it's the playoff semi-finals, two rivalries. I mean, anything could happen. So, um, but at the moment, and bearing in mind the championship is, you know, can change. I I think that's where we're headed. I tell you what, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. I I tell you what, it'll be nerve-wracking for us anyway. It would be nerve-wracking for a lot of people, I think. <laughs> Yeah, for pretty much uh, every every uh, Albion and Villa fan. Um, right, let's get on to uh, our competition. As always, um, bad news about the um, the change shirt. By the way, at the moment, can't we can't can't be winning a change shirt at the moment? What the yellow and green? Yeah, it's um, sold out, isn't it? Sold out. Yeah, I'm not surprised it's sold out. Either way, I mean, we're we're giving away an Albion shirt of your choice. But if you want the change shirt, you're going to be in some trouble. Anyway, the competition works as always. Um, three games. <laughs> Pick an anytime goal scorer from those games. One lucky listener who follows and retweets the podcast will win an entry. And then if, if those goals all happen to go in, you'll win a shirt with your choice and name and number. So the first game will be West Brom versus Blues Friday night. Myself and Matt Wilson will be there. Give me an anytime goal scorer. I think this will be the time when Dwight Gale breaks his, breaks his drought. And I think he will... Um get back on the score sheet after six games without a goal I think it's it's, it's his time and he's going to gonna spark a little run towards the end of the season right then Dwight Gale for the first one Villa versus Blackburn Saturday ooh I think Villa are going to smash Blackburn bear in mind Tammy Abraham pulled out of the England under 21 squad oh is he not available sweating on his fitness sweating on his fitness I think he pulled out of the England under 21 squad probably so that he could play for Villa maybe <laughs> um Okay, but with that in mind, um, maybe he won't play. I, McGinn's been scoring a few recently, hasn't he? Yeah. I just think I just fancy Grealish to get another one, just to continue his you know his recent trend. Another stunning volley, maybe. No, I think he'll just get a little a little tapping. Sort of, no, sort of like a you know like a fifteen yard strike, you know, from sort of just 
around the penalty areas. Literally the goal against Blues, basically. Is it, I don't remember that one. Just, yeah, sort of, sort yeah, of like that. Just inside the penalty area, yeah, sort of like into the corner. All right, and the last game, uh, Borough versus Norwich. Ah, uh, Pookie, just because he's brilliant. Timu Pookie. All right, okay, if those three goal scorers all... Happen over the weekend. Someone will be winning a show with a choice of name and number. We need a second one. Let's get on to questions, Matt. We've had a fair few, um, as always. Um, so we've already discussed the shirts. You answered that one on Twitter. How kind are you, Matt? Well, I think uh, it's sold out. I mean, you have to ask the club about that, but I'm pretty sure the yellow and green one should sold out. Yep. Okay. Um, will all our loan players be available, and should it be the playoffs, and would Rondon be available for them? You've answered that one as well, very yeah. concisely. Shall we... Should we say what it is? Yes and no. So essentially, the the I think the EFL changed the rules last season or maybe the season before. Um, loan players, it's now up to the the opening of the next transfer window. Mm-hmm. So um, that would that means that even though Rondon's season with Newcastle uh, finishes, I believe this is the case that he won't be able to play for Albion in the playoffs. I mean, not that you would necessarily. Pick him anyway, unless you're. It's very strange that wouldn't. Uh, unless you had a, you know, a, a striker shortage, but I don't think it would do very much for team morale. No. Um, when you've had all these players playing all season, um, and obviously the players that are on loan at Albion will get to see out the season. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm, I'm 100% sure any loanees at Albion will be able to play because Villa, for example, last season had Robert Snodgrass playing. He was on loan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there you go. That one's that one answered for you. Sphere outlines. Um, what? Is the danger of Dowling and Jenkins losing their jobs over the handling of the appointment of a new head coach? Could we see another lie day day of rage? I would be surprised, um, mainly because, as I've said before, I think when Guachon Lai decided to sack uh, Martin Goodman and um, John Williams, it was because they'd splurged a lot of money Mm -hmm. in the Premier League. I think it was £40 million cash reserves. And Albion win the relegation zone, and obviously they'd appointed Alan Pardew, who turned out to be a disaster. Um, Lie then went and got Mark Jenkins to return um, because I think he wanted to keep Jenkins in the first place, but Jenkins felt like it was time for him to move on. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Lie um, or his associates would know where to turn if they got rid of Jenkins and Dowling, um, and I also don't think that. This has proven yet to be the same disaster. Mm. Um, appointing Pardew was a disaster. He he had the worst win percentage record, I think, of of any Albion manager, or one of the worst anyway. It, it took Albion down. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, sacking Darren Moore has they've won two games since. Now, we're yet to see what this decision to keep James Shan on for the Blues game, at least, or, or, mm-hmm. or what they do after that. We are, we're yet to see what happens. So I think it's way too early to be talking about things like that. Fair point. Uh, Paul Harris, ketchup or brown sauce? Brown sauce. I'm with you on that one. Brown sauce. Um, good shout. Uh, Tom Cannon, if Albion were to go up, do you think there would be a change in thinking from the board? For example, staying up at all costs and risk fans being disillusioned or lesson learned more ambitious while still being realistic. Appreciate it's difficult to reach that balance. Well, first of all, it's a big if. Um, and second of all, I think the first series season and in the Premier League will be focused on from on staying up. Yeah. So, and then you take it from there. You try and, and I suppose the ideal thing would be to build slowly. Um, if you're talking about Financial ambition, I think Guachon Lai has proven that he's not willing to put money into the club um, yet. So, no, I think it would be focused on staying up. Mm. And look, that might not be what anyone wants to hear, but I think that's that's the reality of, of the current owners. I think that's the case for the majority of promoted sides anyway. I mean, it's very rare that you see a team come up and do what say for example Wolves have done I think a lot of teams you, you go up and you say let's assure ourselves in the Premier League and then we'll build from there well Fulham Fulham were widely tipped to do the same thing that Wolves have done and look what happened to them exactly you've got to be very careful and um, you know they've spent an awful lot of money Fulham it's not just about it's not just about spending money although I know a lot of people think that it is it's about how you spend it and 
as lot. You need to be shrewd with with those um, with that uh, expenditure. Um, however much you spend, whatever division you're in in the football league, it's mm. all about it's all about being shrewd. It's not about necessarily the amount. So um, obviously, you better money gets you better players. Yep. But if it's not spent wisely. It's, it's pointless. Yeah. Uh, Davey Brett asks, what proportion of the fans do you think actually want to stay in the championship? Would another championship season potentially provide an opportunity to build a stronger foundation for the team and blood youngsters? Um, it's good fun, the championship. The, the champ, as I said uh, last week, I think, the championship, I, I love it. It's, it's good fun. It's unpredictable. It's... I just... I genuinely just prefer it to the, the Premier League where you... Where I would argue that twelve, if not fourteen, well, probably just twelve games a season. So that's a third of your season is is you're you're praying that you can nick a point. Um, whereas in this division, you 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 think you can win every game. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the issue is is that if Albion don't go up this season or next season, then they risk um, losing their financial superiority in the division and risk. Be- um, dropping back into the mid table and mm. not having the uh, cash or the ability, you know, well, the cash to, to get them up, you know, then it becomes really on shrewd recruitment and how you can do it. Um, I think if you go up, you take it. I don't, I don't think you necessarily um, think, in terms of the football club, in ter- you don't think, oh, no, we'll be better served rebuilding next season. I think you can rebuild in the Premier League. In terms of the fans, though, I think. There is a certain amount of fans who would have enjoyed seeing Sam Field score the winner at Bolton. They would have enjoyed seeing Carl Edwards score the winner at um, Brentford. They would mm. have, you know, they would have enjoyed seeing Raheem Harper play. They would have enjoyed seeing their team score double the amount of goals this season already than they did last season. They would have, you know, they would have enjoyed a number of things like that. Um, you know, winning more games away than they have in the last three seasons combined. It's, you know. It is more enjoyable. The, mm. the number of times that you celebrate a goal is bigger. Yeah. So I completely understand the fan, the fan thinking. I think that the, the financial reality of the situation is, if Albion don't go up, then what happens? Um, particularly if they don't go up in the next two or three years, um, and the future under the current ownership um, is concerning. Mm. I think with the Premier League as well, you've got an issue of. The fact that you, the highest realistically Albion are going to finish if they come up and have an astounding season is seventh place. Yeah, right? seventh place is the highest you're realistically going to finish because the top six are pretty much untouchable in the Premier League. It's yeah. very hard to break into that, and for a lot of teams, success is finishing seventeenth or higher. Yeah. Whereas in the Championship, you've got a genuine chance of winning something. Yeah. You've got more games. Yeah. Typically more goals. And in general, you're going to be winning more games because you're not playing against the sides which you mentioned. But the flip side to that is Albion have been fourth for the majority of this season, third or fourth. Mm-hmm. The Hawthorns hasn't always been a happy place. Agreed. So I don't know whether... I mean, that's probably partly down to the home form. Um, and I think people were enjoying it in the first half of the season. But there have been boos at the Hawthorns this season. It's not necessarily been, you know, all all roses. So even if you do think, oh, great, we're scoring these goals, um, there's a there's a different level of expectation, and that level of expectation diminishes the fun. Um, because I, you know, th- think about that that draw against Tottenham Hotspur um, at the end of the last season. Okay, I mean, the, the circumstances were made it. Um, so memorable but mm. I'm th- what about other results I mean the draw against Tottenham Hotspur I think it was the year before maybe the year before that when they essentially um, stopped Spurs challenging Leicester and Leicester won the title essentially yeah you know I think they took some enjoyment from that whereas the draw uh, one all draw at home to Norwich um, this season there was there much enjoyment in that I think it felt like a missed opportunity yeah the one I'll draw at home to Brentford. Was there much enjoyment in that? I don't know. So it's relative, isn't it? Mm. Yes, there are more goals, but are there va- is their value diminished because you're in the second tier rather than the top tier? I yeah. don't know. Each fan will have their own sort of different opinions on that. Um, 
all I know is that Albion were in fourth place and at home to Swansea in their last home game, they got just over 20,000 people. Yeah. You know, but on the flip side, they've also had more sellouts this season than they have in the last four or five years in the Premier League. It's great when you're winning the championship, not so good when you're not winning. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, Richard Downing, uh, can you really see the club appointing a new head coach if we lose to Blues? think you kind of covered this in terms of it's a down to the performance as opposed to the result, isn't it? Yeah, it's down to the performance as opposed to the result. Um, we wait and see. I mean, that is, from what I understand, that is the situation. Um, but we wait and see. <laughs> you know, I, I can't predict the future, but um, yeah. Mystic Matt. <laughs> All right, uh, Durl Albridge asks, um, Matt, do you think we're in a bit of a pickle? Sean could be a victim of his own success. Um Another Monty scenario or have the board a strategy long term and we thought Brexit was complicated. Let's not let's not talk about Brexit. Let's not talk about that. Um I don't think Sham will be a victim of his own success. I think I don't think he like I said, I d I don't think he'd be in the running for the job, even if he took Albion up. I think he deserve, he would deserve a permanent first team coach um place in the model of Keith Downing, um or Dean Kiley. Mm. Um, that's worked really well when Dan Ashworth was here. They stayed um, and were the con- almost con- continuity coaches who stayed dis- rather, despite the head coach um, chopping and changing. Now, would would the new co- head coach be open to that? I don't know, but um, I think that's what what would be earmarked for James Shannon were he to be a success. Mm. Interesting. Right, before we get on to um, previewing the Blues game, I thought we'd bring up a little bit of... Um, an interesting situation, I think, and that's regarding Mr. Oliver Burke. Yeah. So he went to Celtic and he went there under Brendan Rodgers. Now, of course, Rodgers has gone to Leicester. He has four four goals in nine games. Does he have any sort of future at Albion or is it completely dependent on who's in charge? Depends on who's in charge, doesn't it? I mean, if somebody comes in and thinks, I'll take a liking to Burke, um, look, whatever happens, he will be looked at in the summer, I imagine. Unless someone comes in with mad money and... Um, the board just think, well, fine, we'll take that. But I think whoever it is, the new head coach will get a chance to look at all these players. Um, Burke being one, um, Rondon possibly being another, although he has got a release clause if Albion don't go up, which could be met, and then it's sort of out of their hands. Mm. Um, and if the and if the new head coach takes a shine to Burke and says, look, I want to play you, then yeah. But you know, I think. We've had three managers here now at West Brom who have not played him. Um, mm. He's obviously doing well uh, in Cel- north of the border. I think he probably wants to go and play for Celtic if if Celtic, whether Celtic can can match Albion's valuation in the summer remains to be seen. He's got three years left in his contract. Remember, and I know his value would have dipped from when Albion pa- uh, what from when Albion paid fifteen million pound for him, but he's still a young commodity with a lot of um, potential so uh, weirdly enough I think those two loan deals Rondon and Burke um, are actually working out quite well for Albin because their, yeah. their values are both increasing so um, we'll wait and see on that one but like yeah, like I said you can't predict until you know the manager in place for, for, and we probably won't know. well I'd be surprised if we knew that until the summer massively dependent on the league Albin are in as well yeah I would say so I would say so, particularly with Rondon. Although I don't think Rondon's got any um, doesn't look like intentions he wants to come back. of coming back. Yeah, do you think um, he's got one year left on his di- on his contract? So it would make sense for Albin to sell. Certainly would. Do you think um, Albin are getting the 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 clause for Rondon? What is it around sixteen and a half million? Is that about right? Sixteen and a half million if they if they don't go up is is the release clause. Do you reckon that's a bad deal now? No, because he's. 29 he's got one year left on his contract and they paid 12 so to make money on that would be would be quite good I know what you mean a striker that gets 10 goals in the Premier League is that he might be worth a bit more you don't yeah. know um, you know people talk about Raul Jimenez although I think Raul Jimenez is a better player than Rondon yeah. people talk about Raul Jimenez being a 30 million pound striker um, Rondon's if that's the case Rondon might be worth 20 yeah. potentially but I think the fact that he's nearly 30 he's got one year left in his contract I think if someone came and, and, and triggered that release clause at 16 and a half Alvin would say 
thank you, we'll take that, we'll reinvest it elsewhere. Mm. Um, you know, the other option is, of course, that they do some sort of swap deal with Newcastle for Dwight Gale, um, because would Newcastle stump up that amount of cash for a player that's that close to 30? Probably not, mm. but particularly if Mike Ashley's in charge. But if they could maybe say, look, we'll give you Gale and cash, um, that maybe that might be a way forward. Um, but again, depends on the league that Albion are in um, and depends on a lot of things. Yeah, and quickly back to Burke. Palace reportedly eyeing him up. Anything in that one, do you reckon? Well, their director of football is Dougie Friedman, who's a Scot, so I suppose it might make sense. Um, there's obviously a lot of potential there with Burke. You know, There's a reason why RB Leipzig and West Brom both spent that much money on him, mm. because there is so much potential there that if it is honed and crafted and, and, and coached into in, into a player, it could be lethal. Yeah. Um, I think what Albion started and what Celtic are now doing of playing him up front is much better for him. I don't think he's a winger. I think he's a striker that you need to utilise his pace off the last man, almost like Jamie Vardy, but like a Jamie Vardy with with bulk. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's the way forward. It's just about whether you can coach that into him. Um, and look, if, if someone gets it right, then they've got a player. Yeah, because um, he's got all the um, all the natural tools. That's right, certainly does. Right, West Brom versus Birmingham City Friday night, uh, Derby Day test for James Shan. Interesting encounter. Blues are dropping like a stone at the moment, um, and as we said, we've had the, we've had news about their points deduction. Nine points have dropped now into a relegation battle. All of a sudden, um, five points off of it. Do you reckon that deduction works against Albion's? Favor, do you reckon that's going to revitalise Blues? They're going to they're going to look at it and saying we've we've almost been slighted on here by the league and get them fired up. I think Blues were acutely aware all season this was coming, and that's why they've been playing out their skins. Mm. I don't think they people at Birmingham ever thought that they would be in the playoff picture. Um, the reason why they were up there is because they were trying to stave off relegation. They they thought it was twelve points, so they were probably they were always acting as right. Imagine this points tally minus 12. Come on, we've got to up it. We've got to up it. Mm. They've lost their last four games. Um, so they're on a downward spiral. They've been using a lot of the same players. They've got a small squad. I think there might be a bit of an element of burnout at Blues. Yeah. Um, and, but they've, you know, maybe after the international break, they've got a few bodies back in, rested and recovered. They might be able to go again. Uh, to, sorry to use that football parlance. It seems to have crept its way into my lexicon. But... Yeah, that is essentially that is essentially what I think they will look to do. Right, we've had that two-week break. We know where we stand now with the EFL, although it is subject to appeal. Let's go um, and make sure that we stay in this division. Um, so I don't think it actually plays that big a part in their mentality because mm. in, a, in a weird way, I think they've been playing with that 12-point hanging over them all season. I tell you what, it's an interesting one though, isn't it? I mean, when Albion took on Blues at St Andrews, Blues played them off the park. They did. But West Brom got a result. At the Hawthorne, you'd probably favour Albion, especially considering the form of both sides. At the you moment. would at the moment. I think you would at the moment, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you say, at St Andrews, that was a bonus point for Albion because Blues battered them. And there's been a few games like that this season, though, <laughs> where Albion have picked up the points when perhaps you know, they didn't necessarily deserve to. So... Um, We'll wait and see how, how they line up and how they go. But um, I'm concerned about Yotta. He's, he's obviously a very good player. Um, he ripped Albion to shreds at St Andrews. Um, and then obviously you've got the, the two guys up front, Adams and Jukovic, are, are, are very good players. But I think if Albion play that pragmatic approach with with, with a back four and, and, and maybe you know, a, couple, a midfield five and they, they don't give many spaces... They've they've got an ability to to shut them out and see them out and you know they can always hurt them up front because they've got the players. So I would make Albion favourites, but um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't put a bet on it. Yeah, um, team change as well. Good news for Albion is they've got players coming back. Yeah, Gibbs is back available and so is Adarabio. Um, they both trained last week. Matt Phillips will be a late fitness test. He's got an ankle tendon problem which seems to have kept him out for a long time. Um, Seems to be just flaring up every time. Every time these days, um, obviously Phillips has been a miss, as has Barnes. But I think having Gibbs back will help. Um, I thought Townsend against Brentford first half looked a bit shaky, but second half thought he did really well. Mm. He did really well, and he and he, he he himself admitted it was a big step up. But he thinks he's getting better and better, and I would agree with that. Um, 
but I'd still like obviously you still prefer to have Gibbs back because Gibbs um, offers you a bit of uh, quality as well so um, Gibbs being back would be good um, and then it would be interesting to see where Jimmy Shan goes because against Swansea and Brentford he almost had the luxury of having a three game week so he, he, he could justify his decisions by saying look I'm 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 playing you here and because I'm going to play you here and I'm playing you know he played um, the midfielders he he rotated you know he had uh, Harper and I forget Livermore against uh, Swansea and then he played Morrison and Johansson against um, Brentford now it'd be interesting to see with this Blues game with two weeks leading up to it and eight days after it what he picks because this will be an indication of what he thinks is the starting eleven. Um and with so many players, well, at the moment, it's the start of the week, so there could, something could happen in training. But at the moment, the players are, uh, are fit and available. So I'm intrigued to see the lineup. Certainly will be interesting. Give us a match prediction. I think Albion will edge it. 2 1. 2 1 sounds about right, if not 1 0. I think they'll edge it. Um, although, yeah, you said about a draw, I can see that as well. But I think, I think they. Just think they might edge it. Fingers crossed they can do. Myself and Matt will be there. Um, but until then, Matt, we're, we're pretty much done. Um, unless you've got something else to add, as always. Uh, just keep rating and reviewing and, you know, let us know how annoying our inane twaddle at the beginning of the podcast is and how annoying the rest of it is as well. <laughs> um, if you've made it this far, though, I suppose you probably think it's okay. But, uh, yeah, no, thank you for listening. Obviously, we had a massive spike after Darren Moore got sacked and... Um, um, we're really grateful for it and if there's anything you think we can do to improve it let us know keep us posted um, and yeah we'll see you at the Hawthorns on Friday certainly will do fingers crossed for the Albion <laughs>